At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening. It's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proxer. And with me tonight is Blackwater. Hello, guys. Hello. What's up, world? Uh, we like kicking off with a song. So what are you going to play as, uh, to begin with? We're play Old North End. All right. That's, uh, I think that's our only original out on Spotify, so... Blackwater there, kicking us off with Old North End. 
Uh, that was quite a song to uh, start the show with. Uh, are all the songs this high octane, or is this uh, kind of the anomaly? Uh, tonight they're all pretty. They all go pretty hard tonight. Um, they usually do. We usually <laughs> play pretty pretty rock and roll songs. Yeah, it's what it's generally the generally the vibe. Yeah, uh, in a town full of jam bands, what made you guys want to go the rock and roll route? Uh, it's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's just like uh, I mean, mostly just what we listen to. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, the champion stuff is awesome. Um, but it's, I, I just don't think that's what inspired all of us growing up. So you know, it's just what it came to be. Well, yeah, talking of growing up, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you guys all meet each other? Uh, actually, should we go around and introduce ourselves first? Actually, if you wanna start. Yeah, I'm, I'm Andrew over here on the guitar. Jake on the bass. I'm David on the other guitar. I'm Gideon on the drums. Well, nice to meet you guys. And how did you all form? How did you? What was the genesis of Blackwater? Could I, mm. can I tell the story? Yeah, Gideon's. Part of the story? Yeah. Okay. I'd say so, go as close to the microphone as you oh, can do, though. This microphone? Yeah, it's a microphone, okay. yeah. Um, well, so I met Jake freshman year of college in an exploring music history class. Um, and right away he told me about, you know, we connected over having an interest in, in music and having, um, playing instruments and stuff. And he was like, oh, like me and, me and my friend Andy, who's a really great guitarist, like we had this band back home and we want to start a band here too. Like you should come jam with us. Um, and that was sort of the, the origin of it for me is, uh, we would jam in Andy's dorm room at, uh, on UVM campus and stuff like that until the RAs and shut us down, that kind of stuff. I was going to say that your your neighbours must have loved it on the other <laughs> oh, side yeah. of the room. The girls above and to the left and the right hated us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people ratted on you and, uh, and caused you to move. Where did you start practising after that? What was the, the next port call? Well, at that time, that was like right before COVID started and we did a couple of like goofy little campus gigs like the wellness talent show and the uh battle of the bands and then covid hit so then we weren't together for like a while gideon was taking a year off and me and jake and hobart um uh, were living together having a pretty okay time sophomore year <laughs> um just trapped in a in our prison of a suite in oh, lnl so <laughs> 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 yeah it was <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was that was kind of when um, it was kind of funny because Gideon was gone. But then yeah, we started hanging out with Hobart, and we were like, oh, like now we got another guy to play guitar in our band. And then finally, junior year, it was like the, the world collided, and it was when COVID sort of ended. And then we all were together in the band. Um, and yeah, that was like last year, twenty twenty one, started playing together. By any chance, did you guys all relocate to the old North End? Was that the the place where this kind of finally came together? They all live at the old North End. Yeah, we live down in the old North End. And next year, I'm going to be living in the old North End, and they're going to not be living. In the <laughs> See, Gideon, they're running away from you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, every it, the rule is like at least some person in the band has to live in the old North End if we're going to play the song. Right, that's very true. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, the residents would not be happy with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you came out with your debut EP a couple of years ago, so I'm guessing that's during the kind of pandemic-ish era, I think it was like April of 2021, uh, and then you also recently released an album, is that right? I wish, no. Oh, <laughs> I thought I saw that on, my, on your Instagram, they had an album release party, and I was like, oh, we have to talk to you about the album. We were uh, playing with friends who were having an album release party. I got it. Yeah. So the EP's the thing that's out at the moment, it's on Spotify, it's on your Bandcamp, um, what made you want to go out and just and record an EP? Because I know there's two two like original songs on there, three covers. Were you guys just like this sounds really tight? Which is, I want to get something down. I think a lot of it was just uh, it was a way to express ourselves through music, being trapped in the dorms uh, sophomore year and not being able to play any shows and just uh, so something for us to do and it was fun. And then uh, it uh, blossomed into what it is now. Yeah, and did you guys record it in the dorms? Was that was, was it all like kind of home recording? A couple of the songs we were recorded uh, when it was like the thick of it, like right when the pandemic started. Um, I like Jake and I recorded some stuff at home, um, and then and then like 
finish those projects, those songs, and then like when we were living with Hobart, let's record more new stuff. And then so like some of it was in the dorm, some of it was in like some home studios, uh, back in the hometown in CT. But yeah, it was like a mixture of both. Uh, recording at home, you don't obviously have the pressure of like you know seeing dollars literally fall out of your wallet as you're recording does that change the way that you kind of record it is it a lot more experimental um in the way that you recorded this is a lot more stuff fly or is it kind of regimented how do you guys when you sit down and record how do you guys kind of operate i think there's something to be said about recording at home um and you can do it alone you know without um everybody hearing you so I can sing a million terrible lines until I get that that uh, right one, and mm. with no uh, no shame, nobody nobody hear me. Um, that's really actually embarrassingly probably my favorite part about. Recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, no, definitely. There's definitely we've never recorded in like a real studio or anything, so it's always the home studio setup, and like yeah, you can just try whatever, and like Jake said, take a million takes of the guitar solo and keep adding more guitars and just not worry about time at all. So. You, you mentioned that you kind of wish you, you kind of had an album to, to throw out. Is that something that's kind of been in the works for a while? Have you been planning to kind of get together and actually, you know, put, put together like a, a longer record? Somewhat, yeah. I mean, we, we don't have any solid plans right now because it's just been all about like playing as many shows as we can. Um, but I think, yeah, probably this summer we'll start, like, taking... We have, like, 15 original songs that we've all written. So, um, yeah, we're definitely hoping to to get that in some sort of record format. We're planning to start planning. Yeah, <laughs> plans are going to be planned. Uh, yeah, so I noticed in your bio that you mentioned that every single one of you writes your own tracks. So what does that look like when bringing it to the band? Is it is it a case of one of you writes a ton of them and everyone else has got like one or two? Is it kind of a bit more evenly spread? And then how do you decide that this is a song that we're going to kind of debut to the public? How, how does that go about? Is it a democratic decision? Does everyone get two or three songs for a set? Or, or how does it really... Yeah, how does it go for you guys? Hmm. I just speak. Go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, all the songs are so far, and this is actually something we want to um, uh, expand upon. We we want to do more group songwriting, I think. Mm. But usually, it's a a song is written on our own. Um, a lot of the time, for me, I, I got songs written. I don't know in high school or freshman year of college, um, and they've just been sitting around. I'm like, hey, do you guys, you guys like the sound of this? And then uh, introduce it, teach every everybody uh, everything that I have, and then everybody adds uh their own stuff on top of it um uh and that's pretty much how it goes for everybody's songs i would say yeah yeah that sounds about right everybody is definitely um anybody can add whatever we want to do whether it's a cover an original and yeah just kind of like bring it to the table and it just like grows into something way bigger four times as big as what whatever you got <laughs> for me it's always like whenever i bring a song it always feels kind of like a collective song because I don't like I don't really play guitar, so it's always kind of a matter of translating something like that's like piano or like synthesizer and like that I threw together in Logic or something, mm. um, translating that to a setting with guitars and trying to like do it by ear and kind of teach them the melody and then like the chords and it usually ends up being uh, a lot of input from everybody in that process and it becomes like a completely new song. Do you ever turn up with a song that you've written, but you've only got the drums to show with it? Or is it, is it do you always kind of make sure you get like some synths down so you've got like a melody to work with? Yeah, I mean, usually I haven't done that is the, sh is the short answer. Um, usually I feel like, because I, I, I do a lot of stuff in just messing around on the computer. And with that, I'll sometimes start with like a groove or like a rhythmic idea, but Usually, I won't bring something to Blackwater unless I think it sounds like a Blackwater song, or there could be a Blackwater interpretation of it, kind of. Um, yeah, so I mean, sometimes, like, we'll be jamming and just, like, messing around, and then I'll start doing something, and then I'm like, wait, 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 can we do that as a song? Um, and so there's, like, there's at least one song that's kind of in the works, 
that is sort of the was born of that. But yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, I'm um, well, kind of also curious because um, you like I will only bring a song if I feel like it's a Blackwater song. So if it's not a Blackwater song, where does that song go? Oh well, so I have um, my own little like music sort of alter ego called Kingbird. Um, look me up, Spotify. There's all. That's not. There's also a Brazilian like metal group called Kingbird. That's not me. Um, but I, I've like since high school, like I started making like beats and stuff when all my friends were um, uh, sort of, you know, just messing around on Logic and stuff. And then that eventually turned into. That's kind of my main songwriting outlet, I'd say. That and just kind of like playing piano and then I don't really do anything with that or it doesn't really go anywhere usually yet at least but yeah that's sort of my the other if it's not a if it's not like doesn't fit the Blackwater vibe then usually it sort of just remains in the nebulous Gideon sphere <laughs> <laughs> does anyone else have other other musical projects on the go that you know when they write do you also categorize Blackwater song or other things that I might be getting involved in I personally like most of my stuff, I feel like, could be Blackwater songs. The the stuff that doesn't, I'm working on one right now with uh, two other friends, and that's just because it just it just happened that way. You know, it was just oh, um, Henry could do some great uh, backing vocals on this, um, so let's work on a song together. Um, really, no, yeah, no other reason. Nothing officially created, just kind of more kind of messing around with mates. Yeah, and we're we're working on. A logic project that'll officially be released you know but yeah who knows when that'll come out <laughs> cool. i think everybody generally has their songs that they want to play with blackwater but if not everybody's musical taste is much broader than just like rock music so mm. it could i think everybody probably writes stuff that is like oh i'll just do this over here in the non-blackwater world and yeah, yeah. that's how it works as you're all writers, songwriters, when you do bring a song to the band, do other folks in the band collaborate collaborate on the actual writing portion of this? Is you know, someone takes a verse, someone takes a chorus, someone takes the next verse. Like, do you kind of come with a kernel, a very small piece of what you are bringing to the band, and then maybe the band actually adds lyrics as well as melody and a rhythm, or is it like, all right, no, I, I've written a song. And we're going to figure out how this is going to sound. But the, the song lyrics is very specific and that's going to stay very, very static. Hmm. Yeah, no, we've never we've never done group song or lyric writing. It's definitely the latter. Like yeah. Someone has a pretty clear idea in their mind, at least lyrically or partially structurally of the song. But then as far as like the instrumentals goes or like when the timing of choruses or verses or mm. if there's a bridge like that kind of stuff is like left to the band all right um, yeah not, like exclusively what happens but whenever there's like the opportunity for that that's kind of how it shakes out yeah i think a lot of it is just down to like we need to learn how to we need to like learn a way to play this song so mm. we can play it at the show <laughs> so like this let's just do it this way but i think over time things change as we play them more and they have more like time for like attention and stuff and i think like probably when we start recording songs we'll realize like oh we can do it this way we don't have to do it the same way we've always done it but it's but like i said our whole band exists kind of like just for playing shows so it's like right. we just need to like figure out what we're going to do when we get up there <laughs> right um let's talk to you a little bit about your live shows um but first of all i want to hear another song so what you guys got for us for the oh. second one this is a this is a song called well, I'll I'll let Jake tell you the the, <laughs> the song.
Definitely more of a homage to the jam kind of band uh, sphere that we kind of live in, especially with the, the kind of the wobbly guitar. Um, but yeah, that, that went real hard. Um, so tell us a little bit about the gigs you've been doing, because I imagine seeing that in a basement probably would get a little bit messy. So yeah, how did your live playing days start? I mean, you said you did the Battle of Bands and kind of a few things on UVM campus. I'm guessing that was just the beginning. Hmm. Where did it go from there? Yeah, we definitely, uh, like freshman year, like I said, we're playing some, some like real little funny things on campus. And then when we started playing like all together last year, um, definitely started out in the basements um, like a classic Burlington band does. And uh, still play the basements because they're, they're fun. But um, yeah, have just like through time and playing and growing and meeting new people and getting asked to play new shows have grown into playing all over town in uh, some pretty awesome spots um yeah i can see you guys being pretty regular at nectars they were going to play our third show at nectars um this may it's our first time headlining there which would be really cool and then uh we're also playing at higher ground with some friends um some other friends and bands and uh radio bean another classic spot around here so yeah we definitely climbed out of the basements but uh we still we still hang out down there sometimes yeah sometimes yeah. we crawl back down there Make a little havoc. yeah it's uh a basement party is uh it's it's fun it's yeah. I, I i get it you know radio it's nice i've got beer on tap but at the same time you know basement show is basement show um yeah i saw you guys playing higher ground congratulations um, is that this will be the first time you played played that venue oh yeah, yeah oh yeah uh, Actually, what, we're playing with Brunch, who also was a Rocket Shop guest. Yeah, we, we like Brunch. Um, so how did that gig get going? I mean, because it's, it's a few local bands, right? It's you and Brunch and uh, Hands Down Pants as well. I don't know if they're local. I've not heard of them. Yeah, them and then Dick Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, did, how did that come about? How did you end up getting an invite to, to, to play at Higher Ground? I mean, yeah, just Dick, Dick Richard mostly set it up. Um, they were in contact with, I don't know, I don't really know the story, the behind the scenes of how they got that, but. They just got invited. They just, yeah, they they just to, asked us. Yeah, they wanted us to play with them and brunch and hand in pants, I guess because we all kind of have more of that, like, sort of hard, you know, hard rock, kind of punkish mm-hmm. sort of vibe or whatever, so it's sort of a, it's a thematically fitting bill. And also, like, we're pretty good friends with the Dick Richard people. At this point, that was like a lot of our first shows. We played with them um, at their at their basement. In fact, true. Our first basement show was at yeah. their Dick Richard basement. Have they ever come to your basement? Have you done a like a basement yeah. swap? They have a much better basement than us. <laughs> 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 One of the best basements. Yeah. <laughs> so good. 
It's been compared room, to like the Red know, Rocks. You're not gonna st- st- bang well, your head on too many pipes. The there's only like maybe two basements of the like 15 different ones I've played at that's actually like adequate head height. Well, you're quite tall, so I mean, yeah, I feel like your adequate head height is different. And pipes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Lots of rocks in basements in Burlington, I've noticed. I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Just, just You go downstairs and then all of a sudden there's a two-meter-tall rock protruding <laughs> out of the floor. Just yeah. something really easy to like just fall over and crack yourself on. <laughs> um, but yeah, how are you preparing for higher ground? That's going to be a huge gig. Um, if you, do you guys do any kind of like, you know, pre, pre-show preparations or do you just kind of rock up plug in and oh, just go so off? much preparation so. we talk about like the day of stuff we do but <laughs> top secret. in very broad terms we practice a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> we definitely rehearse uh half of the nights of the week or if not more depending on everyone's schedule um so yeah just like a bunch of rehearsing in I our basement us for it yeah, yeah. But, sorry Owen. Yeah. Happy birthday to Dom. Happy birthday, Dom. That's nice. I don't think we've ever had a birthday shout out on this show. I think he might be at jujitsu class, but if not, happy birthday. (laughs) You can listen back to Dice. Oh, yeah, true uh, that. And then you'll hear the happy birthday. Um, do you guys have any like uh, uh, superstitions before you go on? Yeah, I mean, because I've read I've read a few band memoirs. Uh, some of their superstitions include needing to snort a line of coke or something before really going on. I'm not saying you would ever would do that, and definitely wouldn't admit to it on this radio station. But is there anything in particular that you guys do to like psych yourself up before you go on stage? Honestly, I mean, a beer before a show is nice. Yeah. But you know, not nothing, no no coke, <laughs> nothing illegal. Get and nothing would be illegal, and we would never admit that on this show. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I mean, I just always like to have. I just like to have everything that I might possibly need. Like I always have my backpack. Mm-hmm. I almost never need like my backpack while I'm playing drums, but that's where I keep my sticks, and so I'll have like another pair of sticks in case I drop one. Embarrassing. Oh, I just pick up a new one. And if you're um, starting to freak out, you just sit there and zip and unzip and, and <laughs> yeah. just feel those. Gears, yeah, <laughs> get you centered. That might be more of a you thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you guys um, kind of bring a lot of energy to your sets. Is that something that was kind of natural when you first started playing, or is this something you've kind of deliberately cultivated over time, or is it kind of a mixture of both? You're just quite good at that, and then also you're now like, well, I kind of want to be this kind of stage presence, so you've kind of worked on it. I think it's just. At least, hey, it's just having fun, you know. Yeah, this, yeah it's, it, it, it was, there was never any planned. Sometimes we have like a a planned little dance move, you know, something <laughs> goofy. But but for the most part, it's just it's just moving with the music. The move, music moving us more. I would say a lot of it is like interacting with the crowd, especially like in a basement setting because they're like right there, like an arm's length out, mm-hmm. just like in your face. Like if they're moving along, like you can't help but like kind of get into it too. Plus like. A lot of the times, like, we already, like, feel our music pretty good, so we're going to be doing, like, swaying along to it anyways, like, trying to get them to do something. So yeah. It's kind of, like, just bouncing off. Yeah, it's like having a conversation with the audience, kind of. Yeah. Mm. It is funny when you start, like, like uh, when we play some of our more, uh, I don't know, moshy songs, when you start jumping one way, the whole crowd starts doing the same thing. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun to see people react like that. Have you thought about this in terms of the Higher Ground show? Because obviously Nectar's and Radio Beans, Radio Beans got obviously a really short stage. Nectar's yeah. a little bit higher, but Higher Ground is it's, it's a venue. It's a, higher, it's a higher ground, yeah. Um, so have you thought about how your presence and the, the way you're going to be on stage is going to differ at all because of that kind of that difference in you know height, effectively? We haven't really done much. We've got to start planning on doing more plans and stuff. I feel like we haven't. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't really considered um, the specifics of playing higher ground all that much, actually. But <laughs> just put you to an. I think we're definitely planning on like doing a lot of high energy stuff, like yeah. bringing it like all like, because we also have like a short forty five minute set. So I think the plan is just like go out there and play like as hard as you can in this little set. Um, probably have this crazy adrenaline rush and, um, yeah, just let it be like a big bang. Of a little show. We also, we have some. We have talked a little bit about like there's a theme to the show, whole show, which is like masquerade ball. 
Okay. Just talk a little bit about our, you know, costumes and stuff. Mm. Or I, I was thinking at least like whoa, sort whoa, whoa. of like a. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You guys keeping it quiet for the day of the show? Are you, are you going to be a, a, I'm not going to try and ask too many questions because I don't want to give it away, but are you guys going to be a singular theme or are you going to be all individuals kind of like with your individual kind of masquerade look? Both and neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a mysterious all answer. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Out of any one of you, who is most likely to stage dive at this show? <laughs> if, if any. <laughs> <laughs> It it depends how many uh, chorus Hobart said. <laughs> how many blue mountains I've climbed? <laughs> After passing like the five or six is when it's like okay, this stage doesn't seem very good right now. Right. <laughs> Those people look strong. <laughs> it's uh, less about whether or not it looks strong. I always feel for a stage dive, the crowd's really gonna be on your side because if you misjudge that and they're like, mm, actually we're good, it, it doesn't. It doesn't take very many of them to opt out for you to end up hitting the floor pretty hard. But, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a great gig. I'm looking forward to it for you guys. Yeah, um, you. Bar, obviously your future favorite venue, Higher Ground. Is there a particular venue in town that you guys really get good vibes off, the, the place that you were always itching to play next? I've always loved the few times we've done Nectars. That's, I've, those are both my favorite shows, I think, that we've played. Um, yeah, it's just it's just they've been super fun. I think part of that is they were really big shows for us, so we practiced a lot, made sure um, we knew we were gonna have a, a good crowd, and uh, yeah, just did our best, and that that's what made it so fun. I think. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with with Nectar's. It's definitely the um, probably the coolest venue in town, in my opinion. It's just like such a nice sized room, and it's just like a cool vibe in there, and you just know it's like the spot in Burlington and like knowing all that comes like with with like this cool place that you're in makes it more special and makes you take it like way more seriously like oh yeah like Jake said we gotta like prepare a ton um for yeah for playing at Nectar so I would also agree with with the Nectars yeah yeah Nectars yeah we'll go next little round yeah well because it's also it's sort of a nice middle ground like it is like it's definitely like when we play there it's been like oh Holy moly, we're, <laughs> <laughs> holy moly, we're playing Nectar. This is, like, really exciting. We have to really... And we bring a lot of energy to that, a lot of, like, kind of excitement just for ourselves. And then it's also, like... I mean, it also, it, like, the fact that mostly we've... I mean, we've only just, like, opened for people there so far. Like, it's been great to, like, get really amped up and then play and then be able to hang out and listen mm. to music and all of our friends in there. And it's, like... Also, still like this, like wonderful, like community neighborhood spot. Right. Just like good, friendly yeah. atmosphere. Um. So, do you? I mean, I've obviously checked you out a little bit. You've got your link tree. You've got your Spotify. You're on Instagram. Do you guys make a real point of of advertising yourself properly to make sure that you're gonna have the the crowd there when you turn up, or is that kind of just something every band does now? You kind of <laughs> you kind of expected to have a Spotify account. So do you guys do any like kind of real active marketing for these shows or do you, have you got enough of a name around Burlington now that, uh, you know, enough people are always going to turn up anyway? We just do Instagram and promotion pretty much. <laughs> it, it does the good enough trick because everybody, um, like I'd say like our quote unquote target audience is like people our age. Mm -hmm. Um, cause just like friends and they bring friends and stuff, but we really just post stuff on Instagram and it does a good enough trick. We're definitely not like the band that everybody knows in Burlington. That's for sure. <laughs> so we definitely do make a point to like just promote as much as we can on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> do you have any diehard fans though? I mean like you don't need to be the biggest band in Burlington to have like maybe a core, core select few that you know are going to be reliably turning up every, every show. Do you guys have like a, uh, some black water fan Boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like Dom and Owen and Caitlin are always at our shows, and there's yeah, definitely a bunch of homies that always pull up for the shows. Well, that's the nice thing about the the music scene around here. Also, is it's so supportive. Is we all we go to all of our friends' right. shows, and they come to all of ours, and, and it's just yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, that's why Burlington's one of the greatest cities in America. <laughs> um, anyway, we'd love to hear another song. So, uh, what have you got for us? 
song called Dead Eye Dick. I'm playing bass for this song. Nope. I'm playing drums for this song. My bad. Sorry, folks. I think I could sip the water again before oh, it's What's your favorite spot to see a show in Burlington? Oh, God, that's a good question. I would say um, the I would say the, the lamp shop that connects to the radio bean because nice, yeah. I've just always seen good bands there. Mm. Um, they don't open it up that often for a live show, mm -hmm. and it's usually like the Radio Bean's birthday where they kind of go back and forth, mm -hmm. um, which is one of the best nights out. Um, but yeah, I think that and that and the fact that just chandeliers everywhere and like old beard lights and yeah, that room is really cool. Yeah, some really <laughs> weird stuff um, that I would love to buy, but they're all like a thousand dollars. But yeah, that's that's a really good venue. Um, I don't know, Annie, you got any favorite favorite? Venues of ours. Patio Orlando's. Nice. Yeah, especially in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to get out there this summer. It is a cool spot. Yeah, their neighbors actually recently complained to the city council for uh, for noise reasons. Uh, yeah, they they moved to Burlington from somewhere, and then they were shocked that downtown was maybe a bit loud at eleven <laughs> o'clock on a Friday night. So uh, I heard about that. Screwed, I signed the guys. I signed the petition to keep them going. <laughs> Good. <laughs> How how we doing uh, in the rodeo, like the uh, the roadie uh, this yeah. thing going? And we got the we got the bass on. Excellent. Yeah, sort of <laughs> put it real low for me so I can really rock out. Nice. <laughs> little little extra low, but we'll make it work. <laughs> Have to be staring at my hands all the time. Ready?
Carter there with I'm assuming Take Me Home. I don't think I even got the title before we it's started. Called, uh, it's called Dead Eye Dick. Dead Eye Dick. Yes. Um, how do you come up with, like, so Old North End is, is one of your songs, I'm guessing inspired by, you know, local, uh, your, your locale, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, Dead Eye Dick, where's, where's the inspiration for that? Who, who wrote this one? So I wrote that one. It's a, it's a complete random amalgamation of different uh, different different things. Um, the name is stolen from a um, or inspired by a Kurt Vonnegut novel. Um, I just really liked it. Um, the the song itself is more inspired by the song "Uncle Salty" by uh, Aerosmith. Mm. Um, and uh, just putting those two together, um, making making it into one thing, is really. That's really what the song is. Do you guys uh, often specifically like have a song in mind when writing or, or performing a song? Like as you said, this one was kind of inspired by an Aerosmith song. Um, is there other songs in your repertoire where you're like, you listen to a song, you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then try and create a Blackwater version of that. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if you do. I don't know if you guys do. I don't personally, I don't think I... I really do that much, um, but I have like been been inspired to write a song, um, like the song we're actually we're about to play was inspired by like going to basement shows and being like, oh, we want to play basement shows, but I want to write a song that would like really work in a basement show. Mm. So like inspired by like a venue, or, like a right. setting to see music, but maybe not as much about like not as much inspiration from a specific song. Okay, yeah, that's me, a at least. really interesting way to kind of like craft a song, actually, knowing that these are the kind of places you're going to be playing it. That, mm. So you want to kind of play up to that. Um, guys, I realize that we are basically completely out of time. So before I let you play this last song, tell us a little bit about where to find you. Obviously, you've got the Higher Ground show, but like, how do people find you online and, and where will we be playing next? Yeah, we got a. We're on Instagram, blackwater.band.vt. We're on Spotify. We got that one EP, Old North End EP. And uh, yeah, I mean, Instagram is kind of like our website. We have a link tree, and it's like in it's in the Instagram. Yeah. But it's uh, Instagram is basically our website. So yeah, you can check us out there, and that's where we do all of our promotions for shows. Radio Bean, Nectars, and Higher Ground coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, Radio Bean next week. Oh yeah, a week from today. Yeah. Radio Bean at the Fresh Press Wednesday. Nice. Uh, you guys are going to be busy in May, it seems. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I was just going to say. And then the Higher Ground is that Friday. And then the Nectar Show is the next Friday. And then we're the 12th. 12th. They're all in the span of like a week. <laughs> You'll be turning up a day late there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and taking finals. So wow. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a busy May for you. Well, best of luck. Uh, you guys have been amazing. Uh, what song have you got to play us out with? Yeah, the song called uh, "Where Are Your Shoes." We play it at like all of our shows, and it's uh, it's goofy and fun.
Blackwater finishing the show off with Where Are Your Shoes. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, no worries. Best of luck with the upcoming gigs. Uh, so next week we'll have uh, some Rocket Shop favorites, Honey and Soul, be coming in. So definitely check out that show. But for tonight, this has been WOMM LP operating out of Billington, Vermont. 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, on Proctor. And good night.